All right, major gift fundraiser here with Clark Van Deventer, helping you get the most money out of your list without ruining your current donor relationships. All right, I am worked up today, and I am going to tell you what I'm worked up about. Here we go. Are, are you ready for this? <laughs> I got an email from a client this morning who told me what he's working on, and he thinks that what he's working on is going to help him accomplish his goals. And this is what's so frustrating to me because I keep saying this, keep saying it over and over and over again, and it's like the message doesn't stick. Okay, the most important thing you can do for your organization's fundraising efforts is provide a great giving experience to your donors. Do well on the stewardship basics. Every new donor should be thanked multiple times after they give their first gift. All of your current donors should be thanked multiple times throughout the year. If you do the stewardship basics well, and I have a tool to measure this, if you do the stewardship basics well, you'll see two things happen. One, you'll see greater donor retention rates, all right? You'll lose fewer donors. And the second thing that will happen is that you will see marginal increases in giving over time from your existing donors. Like if you did just that, like you'd be ahead of the vast majority of nonprofits, right? Like don't lose donors because we spend so much time replacing donors and replacing low dollar donors. So if you just stopped losing donors and you saw marginal increases from your existing donors, you would be way ahead, right? Okay, after you do that, stewardship basics, after you do that well, the next thing that you need to do is you need to rank your donors, you need to prioritize your prospects and spend a proportionate amount of time with the people most inclined, uh, most capable and most likely to give you the big gifts that are going to propel your organization forward, okay? Big gifts. And you're ranking your donors based upon inclination, capacity, and likelihood to give, okay? So I measure, I measure financial capacity, I measure their cultivatable interest in the organization, and I measure their philanthropic disposition. Like, are they givers, okay? You've got to rank your donors. Now, here's the problem. Here's where organizations totally get lazy, and get lost, all right? And the, here's what organizations do. Rather than doing the hard work of looking through their list and ranking their donors, looking at giving history, looking at trends, and really analyzing their list, they think that there is some wealth screening service out there that is going to tell them who their major donor prospects are. So they're using donor search or wealth engine or Target America, or Target Analytics, or some wealth screening service. They think some wealth screening service is going to tell them who their major donors are, and this is going to solve all their problems. And I'm just gonna tell you, like I keep telling everyone, that I have worked with donors who were heirs to the Anheuser fortune, or the Howard Hughes estate, or had become uh, mega uh, millionaires, in Silicon Valley startup companies, all right? I've worked with donors who were very public, multimillionaires, millionaires many times over, who had been charitable, quite charitable, to um, lots of nonprofit organizations who did not come up in these wealth screening services, 
Okay, so there's lots of things I'm looking at when I'm going to rank my donors. I'm looking at their giving history, all right? Looking at where they live, all right? Like there are billionaires who live in Omaha, Nebraska, right? <laughs> right? Like Warren Buffett lives in Omaha, Nebraska, right? But there's just a greater concentration of wealth in Newport Beach, California than there is in Columbus, Indiana. There just is, okay? So sure, like I, I, I care about where people live. So I'm looking at What's their giving history? What have they given to us in the past? How many gifts? What was their high gift, right? Like somebody who gives um, who, who gives me $1,000 a month, all right? There's a difference in a donor who gives $1,000 a month or or one who gives $10,000, right? Like, or especially $100, right? Like if I'm going to give you $100 a month, it's like I'm budgeting for this, right? So uh, $100 a month, great. Like, God bless that donor for giving us 100 bucks a month. That's fantastic. But there's a difference between a donor who gives $100 a month and one who gives $1,000, right? Over the course of a year, a donor who gave me $100 a month actually gave me more than the donor who gave me one check for $1,000. But there's something different about those gifts, right? So I'm looking at their giving history. I'm looking at where they live. When did they, how often have they given? When was their most recent gift? Uh, looking at all these factors. So when does wealth screening matter? All right. Here's what I told my client this morning. If I had two donors who lived in the same neighborhood and had identical giving histories, and one was a wealth screening match and the other was not, that that match in wealth screening would become the tiebreaker for me okay so in that case two donors who live in the same neighborhood with identical giving histories identical giving histories and one is a wealth screening match and one is not i would rank on my list today the one that was a match on wealth screening above the other one but even then even then it just doesn't matter much because I'm going to go visit these donors anyway, and what I'm going to learn in the living room is going to be a far greater value than what I learned from a wealth screening match, right? The other thing that wealth screening doesn't tell you, look, I, I just, I've been going through this series of donor interviews where I'm, I'm actually sitting down with donors to nonprofit organizations, major donors, and we're interviewing them about why they give and, and what it is that they're looking at before they give a major gift to a nonprofit organization, what qualities they like in fundraisers and nonprofit executive staff. And, and this one donor was talking about how right now is a bad time for him because of some stuff he has going on in his personal life. And he, he was basically saying, look, if you're close to your donors, you know this stuff, you know what's going on in their lives, right? Like, a wealth screening service doesn't tell me if my donor's going through a divorce or their spouse is sick or they're, they just lost a business or they're involved in a lawsuit. Like, wealth screening doesn't tell me that stuff. You have to go meet your donors, right? If one's a Target, Target America or Target Analytics match and I haven't met with them, what good does it do me, all right? So stop wasting your time thinking that some donor search, some wealth screening service 
is going to solve your problems. It's a list. It's all it is. Okay, you have to go meet your donors. All right, we're going to rank and prioritize them based upon their giving history to your organization because your, your uh, next major gift is most likely to come from somebody who's already supporting you and already supporting you regularly. So stop wasting your time with wealth screening services and start ranking your donors based upon their giving history to your organization and then go out and meet with them. Okay, obviously I have a tool that can help you do this. <laughs> okay, my uh, donor evaluation worksheet. I love slicing lists, figuring out who my best donor prospects are. All right, that's all I've got for today. If you're interested in getting a copy of the donor evaluation worksheet, shoot me an email at clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. That's clark at major giftsfundraiser.com or shoot me a message here on Facebook. All right. Have a great day.